Hey everyone, and welcome back to Be You with Be You. In today's episode, you'll gain a fresh perspective on why being an unpopular leader might be the key to making a lasting impact. Released from the archives, this episode is from a live event in 2022, where Brian invites an unsuspecting audience member to come on stage and share their story about trying new food. Through this story, they explore the often misunderstood world of coaching and leadership and challenge the notion that leadership is a popularity contest. Learn how true leaders prioritize authenticity, tough decisions, and pushing their teams to reach their full potential, even if it means being unpopular at times. All in episode 102, The Unpopular Leader. You know, it's funny because when we were in Mexico, um, I got touched, actually, and I'm bad with names. Um, There was a lady that stood up, and she started telling her story, and I didn't know her. Still haven't spent time with her. I'd like to. Where is she? Okay. There you are. Will you come, will you come here for one second? <laughs> is it okay if I put you on the spot? Are you sure? I didn't mean to. Th- she caused this. This is like, I did not plan this at all. But when she was talking about it, it resonated. Um, we all have to have someone else to believe in us or see us more than we believe in ourselves, right? I have. You know, when I was on the biggest business failure, I'll use this. I've had a lot of people do that. But when I was on the biggest business failure of my life, which was right before Prove It, which Prove It wouldn't be here, I had someone look at me and say, get back on the horse. I got you. Figure it out. You got this. And that's how Prove It came, right? I was like emotionally down and out. And the reason I said this is because the only thing I could think about in Mexico, like you were like the highlight of my trip because, no, I'm serious. Listen, because, um, because when you were up there, it was just so funny. The reason I loved it is someone was pushing you, and, and you're going to tell the story, so I'm not going to. Um, and, but, like, that's leadership, right, is, is sometimes we think leadership is cheerleading, right, or people-pleasing. And the hardest thing for me, which for some of you that have been around me were going to be like, oh, was getting out of my people-pleasing nature for wanting to be accepted or approved or you know but but when you're a coach like her brooks in that miracle on ice he wasn't get back on the line like he was there for the betterment of them does that make sense he wasn't there to make any friends he wasn't there to be popular he wasn't there he was there to accomplish a mission so i'm gonna give you this and but just share your story quickly My name is Christy Hoffer. So I got to go to this uh, seven-course meal. Um, I don't do seafood. I don't do anything near the bone. So when the waiter come and said, is there any allergies or is there um, anything that you don't like, let me know. And I'm like, no seafood, no seafood. So we got this first course, and it was like this little wafer thing. And... I looked at Jessie Lee and I'm like, what is it? She's like, just eat it. We don't question the chef, just eat it. (laughs) Okay, Jessie Lee. She says, are you coachable? And I said, yes. She said, then eat it. (laughs) So I ate it and it was delicious. Don't ask what it is because we don't wanna know. 
So then uh, we got uh, this next thing, thing, and it came out on this plate, and it was, wait, w let me back up. She called the waiter over and said, she's going to eat the seafood, bring it. And I was like, no, Jesse Lee. And she's like, yes, we're going to eat this. Are you coachable? Yes. Then you're going to eat it. Okay, Jesse Lee. So this thing comes out. It had eyes. It had a tail. It was huge. It had rocks beside it. I'm like, what the rocks before? And it had green shit on it. I looked at Jessie Lee, and I said, Jessie Lee, it's got eyes. She's like, just eat it, Christy. I'm like, Jessie Lee, it's got a tail. She's like, just eat it, Christy. I'm like, how do I eat it? She said, cut the head, cut the tail. I'm thinking, oh, shit, now I got to cut the head and the tail. <sighs> I love you, Jessie Lee. So I cut the head, and I cut the tail, and she says, if I taste it and it's fishy, then you don't have to eat it. So she tasted it. Of course, it didn't taste fishy, she said. So I took a bite, and I was like, oh, my gosh. But before I took a bite, I snapped a picture of it and sent it to one person. And before I took that bite, that person said to me, Christy, don't eat that. Well, I'd already taken the bite after I... I'd already taken it and eaten the, old, the entire thing. This person that I love with all of my heart is my mother. I'm building my dream home with her. But she has held me back so long because she's told me what I do and I don't like. I've been terrified my entire life of so many things. And I have to stop. I have to be me. I have to experience things for me. If there's somebody that you love holding you back, you have to break that. You have to be you. I think for me, if I can share how it resonated with me, is that how many people can relate to what she said? So for me, as I kind of unpack that as you were saying it, it this happens to so many of us. We become conditioned in our environment. And when we're conditioned in our environment, we become numb and we become very tunneled vision. So where we can't see the conditioning that we've been living under. Does this make sense to you guys? We're almost in a hypnotic state. But it takes courage for someone and caring to literally put themselves out there to tell you that. I mean, for someone to say your mom is your problem and you know that she loves her mom. She's fucking living with her. We're building a dream home <laughs> with my mom. Do you all feel what I'm saying? Her mom wasn't doing anything with negative intent. It's all she knew. She thinks she is loving her by protecting her for what she was fearful of, and that transfers over. Does this make sense? Yes. That's generational trauma. That's generational patterns. That's conditioning. But it takes strength to coach and to push and say, that's your problem. And I hope that each and every one of you has that courage to see more in others than they see in themselves and challenge them to be a little uncomfortable to try on a new perspective. 
And the thing that, that I loved was the fact that you had this immediate awareness that in so many of us, like, why do you really like what you like? Is it you liking that? Or, you know, I have this thing right now with my son, Brixton. He says, I'm a basketball player. I want to be a basketball player. And I was like, all right, put in the work. Like, if you really love it, put in the work. Like, you never had to ask me to go outside and play. I was trying to get you to go outside and play when I was a kid. But I'm kind of watching him, and my biggest thing is, like, I'm going to support him at the highest level, and I will push him, but I'm not going to push him if I feel like he's doing it to please his dad. Does that make sense? Like, does he love basketball, or does he know that I played, and does that make sense? I want him to find his own love. I want him to find his own passion. Like, one of my biggest fears as I've gone through last couple years of, of going into, you know, uh, co-parenting is, is the model of the world. Like, my biggest philosophy is I don't want to, and I probably shouldn't say I'll probably get in trouble, but who cares? <laughs> but this is a fear, right, is that I don't want to impose my views and my model of the world on my kids. Yes. I want them to be aware and choose for themselves. And that's very hard because we all have egos as parents, and we want our kids to be a Democrat if we're a Democrat. Fuck that. Like, let them grow up and, and, and create their own views. But it's very, very hard because as parents, we become, we think we're doing the right thing by imposing our belief system into our kids. Let them create their own belief systems. Give them a platform and encouragement and make their own awareness, right? Like, why are you in the religion that you are? 99% of the people will tell you because that's what they grew up in. I had this big epiphany when I was, I went to a school, Christian Academy of Louisville, all the way to eighth grade. And I have this love-hate thing with religion and spirituality today. I'm very spiritual. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I'm, but, but those are my beliefs. But the church made me really question that because people were so critical and condemning. Yes. And it thinks that they gave, a, gave them a license to judge. Like, I'll say fuck in here and someone's judging me. My, my point being, I, I shouldn't have even gone there. Why did I go there? I have no idea. But, but my point by saying that is, is, are you living your life for you or are you living it for someone else? So I just thought it inspired me because it takes courage to hear that. First of all, it takes courage to push you, right? And love your family. Love them with everything you have. But choose your peer group. Choose who you listen to. Most importantly, choose to listen to yourself. You know, find out what you like. You know, get to know yourself better and become more self-aware. And it takes even more courage to hear that and not retaliate back or not let it crush you or get defensive. And I just thought it, that, was a, that was my highlight because so many people need to hear that. And, um, and that's, that's just conditioning. But here's the funny thing is, so many people can relate to that. Thanks for listening to this episode of BU with BU. Please rate, review, and subscribe. For more content from Brian, connect with him on social at Brian Undy or shoot him a text at 502-221-9798. You can also visit his website, brianunderwood.com.